This is Business Therapy, healing businesses from the inside out through communication and emotional intelligence. I'm Diane Di Hansen, management consultant, with me co-host Christine Salvo, therapist, certified mediator, a certified hypnotherapist. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Good morning, everyone. So I have a question for the audience today. Who's in pain? <laughs> Who has had some stuff that has gone wrong, wrong, wrongity wrong? <laughs> Whose life right now is resembling, well, they used, you know, they said that 2021 is when 2020 turns 21 and starts drinking, right? <laughs> I have not heard that one, but that's hilarious. Who's feeling that way right now? There's there's so much going on. Um, there's the continuation of of economic distress. There's a continuation of COVID. There's a continuation of of the, just the things that are going on in our world. And then there's the personal things that go on as well. So sometimes though, and just to take a different spin on it. Sometimes things have to get pretty painful before you decide to change. Yeah, it's so true. And, and I'm thinking right now, I'm like, let's just get real. Let's let's each tell a story of a pain point where it was like, change or die. <laughs> you, know? Oh, you know what? So I have I have so many. Um, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Which, which, yeah, let me go through my Rolodex of pain really let me, quick. <laughs> let me go through my tomes of pain for you. You know, actually, it's it's so interesting that you 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 bring that up. We all have these stories, right? Of of when it got really really bad, and that really, really bad was the catalyst actually mm-hmm. for really, really good. And uh, actually I, I posted on Facebook the other day and, and I want to, I want to read this verbatim because this is, this was quite the, the moment in my life where things were just not going the way they were supposed to. I was I was supposed to get a master's degree and that master's degree was supposed to result in the big promotion, the big career, the big the big shift, the big change, the big fill in the blank here. And how many times audience have you maybe invested in something and it it was supposed to be the catalyst for the big and and it just wasn't. So, so here's what I posted. I said, want to hear something amazing? Two years ago today, I hit somewhat of a career cave. I was driving Uber and Lyft and had just accepted a night shift manual labor job in production at Tesla. I have so much respect for anyone who can work with their bodies. I simply could not. In entrepreneurship, we call it the two-year mark in business, the grit year. I had one client who's still my client today and such a blessing in my life. I had a dream. I had bills and a newly minted master's degree. I lasted three weeks at Tesla. My body broke before my mind did, but I could not handle the physical strain. So I decided to shake things up a little bit. I started to drive down to Southern California to see a friend and just being around luxury cars, private planes and meeting successful people kept me going. And to this day, my friend has no idea how much he turned the tide for me. I came home. I drove more Uber and Lyft. 
I loved up on my one client as I did so. I started to really lean in to the coaching principles I was sharing with so many others. And I told people I was a work from home consultant who needed to get out of the house while I was driving Uber and Lyft. I kept looking for business. I gave a very reduced rate and some volunteer time to a nonprofit. My belief, my giving, my vision paid off. But I tell you listeners, I really needed that line in the sand of my body actually breaking before I changed. In June 2019, I started to attract clients. Client after client after client, clients returned. The lesson is this, my friends. Sometimes the universe will ask you, how much do you want this? How much do you want this company? How much do you want growth? How much do you want to fix your operational issues so you can scale? This isn't just a year two thing. It can happen any time. And listeners, is also a life thing. And I can tell you good people by your side while in that business cave is everything. Heck yeah, I love everything. it. Everything. And I, I remember being right there and having lunch with you and putting a necklace on your neck and being like, you know... And, but I remember that, that kind of hang on tight, you were white knuckling it there for a while. I was, I was very much white knuckling it. Um, my student loans were reduced to a, um, a lower income based, um, payment plan. I, um, I was paying minimums on my cards. I was, I was just ecking by, just barely ecking by and I was questioning, deeply, deeply questioning everything that I had gone to school for, everything I had done my entire career. Um, I was even questioning my ability to even deliver any sort of product that anyone would want to consume. I was questioning my worth as a worker, as a person, as a, as a woman. And it was a dark night of the soul. Absolutely. And I have a Rolodex of those as well. You know, I, I keep saying, I tell my clients all the time, if you're alive long enough, you will. <laughs> it's just, it's just a natural thing. Um, nobody gets out without bumps, bruises, and broken bones. So the scars are there to tell the story. So now, you know, in 10 years from now, you're going to get to look back. And that was that hard knock story. That was the, I earned it story. That was the I made it story that can actually inspire next generations or people looking to make that change. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's important to recognize when you are in that cave, whether it be a personal cave, a business cave, a relationship cave, what that is and ask yourself what needs to change. Mm-hmm. If I could change one small thing, what would it be? For me, initially, it was my mindset. I was, I was, I was driving. I was doing that for some incremental money. But what I needed to do is start to change my mindset that this was a way to meet goals. So what I did is I opened my Google Calendar, and at the very top of my calendar, I set a daily revenue goal and I would drive until I hit that goal and then I would increase that goal 
and I would drive until I hit that goal. And then I started to realize that as I got into this goal mindset, that other things came along to help me meet that goal. Uh, my client had sent me more coaching or or whatever, but other other things I opened the energetic pathway. The the other thing I did to fix my mindset was put myself around people who were not going to co-sign my bad behavior. I put myself around people who were successful, people who were had material wealth, but they also had mindset wealth. The people that when they woke up in the morning. They were purpose-driven, they knew how to enjoy their life, and they were very open about sharing that. So I put myself with the right people, and by putting myself within the right crew, that reinforced this mindset that I needed to, and, and yes, it was I traveled to find it, but I... I came back to Northern Nevada with a different outlook on life and a different driver that empowered me to set those goals and empowered me to act as if to bring my business cards with me while I was driving and hand them out. Didn't get a single lick of business for my Uber or Lyft, but you know what? It felt really good to talk about myself and my business to people and start attracting that. And um, that is attractive behavior. And when you fall into that versus the flip side, and we all know what the flip side is. The flip side is, well, you know, I have bad luck and everyone's suffering right now. So of course I'm suffering. And hey, hey, Christine, how are you suffering? I'm suffering. How are you suffering? Let's, can we suffer together? Can I'm we? so, I've got to jump in on some of these things. So one of the things that I said this New Year's Day, this first day of New Year's, is I said, I used up all my bad luck in advance. It's gone now. And all I have <laughs> left is good luck. And I've been living as if, and I'll tell you, the first 12 days of the year have been fantastic. But I agree with you. It's all what's going on between the ears and status quo, right? Misery loves company. So we have to be really careful who, what, when, how, and what we're giving our attention to. When we notice that we are um, kind of like bonding with people on negative topics, gossiping, talking about other people, low vibration kind of things, that's what we're going to attract. And that's, that's who we are. And I, I feel like it's like eating sand, like it's just kind of gritty and gross, you know? And it's not that you're not going to have a bad day or that everything's going to go perfect. It's that I think you can find perfect moments in every day. And I also think that, you know, this pain point, I want to put, I want to take our listeners through a little exercise here. It's very quick. But I love this idea of close your eyes, or if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But really think of a pain point in your life, right? Something that's just uncomfortable. Maybe you're not happy in your relationship anymore or a, a friendship or your finances or a job or uh, maybe it's even something physical, your home, your car, something like that, your body. I want you to think right now, if I don't change, in what will I feel like in 10 years? Oh, and really get real with it. Feel it. If this doesn't change, how am I going to feel about my life in 10 years from now? Mm. And what I say in session on a regular basis is when you're living the, the speed of adult life, 10 years is a couple blinks of an eye. 
And the truth is, this will be your life in 10 years if you're not willing to make change. Not one thing will change. Maybe a few external events, maybe this or that, or maybe something crazy comes into your life and forces you to. But truly, if we aren't making conscious changes, if we aren't doing it on purpose, whatever you don't like now is most likely to still be there in 10 years. And most of us can look back 10 years ago and go, yep, I, I had this problem 10 years ago. And here it still is because I didn't make any changes. And so instead of it having to be this kind of um, pulsing pain, level 10, sharp, intense, life altering pain, we can actually just address if I don't take care of what is bothering me now, what will it look like in 10 years? Who will I be? Will I be happier? Will I be nicer? Will I be friendlier? Because pain typically makes people grumpy. <laughs> you don't meet a lot of people in chronic pain that have high spirits, you know, and because pain hurts and it kind of takes your energy and you, you know, you have less bandwidth for the things that you enjoy. So in 10 years from now, would you be happy with yourself, with your life, with your relationship, with whatever it is? Would you be happy if you didn't work on changing it? Yeah. And that's, that's so powerful, Christine, is what is the consequence? You're in pain right now, but what is the long-term consequence of not making the change? And I can pull this even into life now as, as it's going, is it's definitely not the, the dark career cave days. However, I am on the precipice of making several big decisions. And behind those big decisions, and listeners, you may identify behind big decisions sometimes is a fear of making the decision. Am I making the right choice here? And I want I want to really encourage you to follow Christine's advice and fast forward it 10 years. If I'm still renting in 10 years, what does life look like for me? If I am still a solopreneur in 10 years, what does life, what does stress levels look like for me? If I'm still married, if I'm still single, if I'm still, I want you listeners to fill in your blank and fast forward it. And if it's not the most beautiful thing you have seen in your life as the result of you sticking this way, change it. Change it now because daily actions equal long-term results. It's what we do today that paints the future. And when we make the right choices for ourselves today, we make the right choices for our future and we don't have to worry about our future. So yes, today you may, listener, be in some pain, but what is that pain calling you to release? Yes, absolutely. What is it? We only feel pain to pay attention. <laughs> you know, if we, if it didn't hurt to break your arm, we probably wouldn't notice if our arms were broken. We just walk around with broken arms, but because it's pain, it makes us drop everything we're doing and pay attention. So it's one of those like, ding, ding, ding. Hey, you, you know, uh, another conversation I had earlier today, I hate my job. I've been here 20 something years. This has been my career. I'm afraid to leave because I don't know if I could do anything else, but I am having trouble waking up and going to work every day. And 
you aren't married to anything. The best part of being an adult is you are flexible. I'm like, hey, would it be worth a, a pay cut to be happy again? Would it be worth a pay cut to feel you know, enthusiastic, like you're learning something, like you can contribute something. What is the value and worth? Because it's not always about the dollar. A lot of people have achieved high, uh, you know, corporate careers and, and reached the tops of their field only to realize it, it didn't make them happy. If you've listened to any of our shows, there's a guest after guest after guest after guest that said, I was doing something for a long time and I didn't like it anymore. And I took this huge risk. I took the risk. I took the risk of being alive. I said, I'm in pain. I don't want to do this anymore. It doesn't make me happy. I checked all the bosses, boxes. I crossed all the, the things off my list. But what I really want is. So when we're looking at this 10 years and going, okay, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And this will be your life 10 years from now, pretty much guaranteed. And now look at the other side of that coin and go, what is it that I would really rather be doing? What sounds like fun? And if you don't know, that's okay. Because the pain is actually just directing you away from that, right? It's saying like, hey, this is the thing we know we don't want to do. And I say all information is valuable. It's all information and it's all helpful. So if it's like, I don't know what is next, but I know this isn't it. That's perfect. That's a beautiful place to start. It is. It is. And, and that release of, of pain. And so I, I, I'm reminded of having a foot cramp. So if you have a foot cramp and the most painful thing to do is to stretch it, but it's also the thing that's going to release the pain. It's, you know, if I, if you have a, a Charlie horse, um, a leg cramp or a foot cramp, it's very painful to walk on it. It's horribly painful to walk on it. But the first time you walk on it, you might really scream in pain. And then you just gimp around a little bit and things start to normalize. The muscles start to relax with the pressure. And then you're walking normally again. And that's kind of the effect of those changes that require pain to make. And, and you know, it's not just big changes that require pain. You know, think about the last time. I don't know. You filled your gas, um, your gas tank full. Well, you did that because you would have been in a world of hurt if you would have run out. So the proactive mitigation of that pain resulted in the purchase of your gas. Um, think about the last time your room stank and you <laughs> grabbed the air freshener. You grabbed the air freshener because the room stank and you wanted to alleviate that. And think about the last time you even bought something. It alleviated something in you. You wanted to be inspired. You wanted to be full because you were hungry. You were thirsty. You needed to be entertained. You were bored, whatever that is. So it doesn't always have to be these huge pains too, but right. it does require a stretch and a slight change. So sometimes yeah. that change is incremental. Sometimes that change is big and sweeping. Pain is always the predecessor, though, to any type of change. Yeah, and I, I truly believe that, you know, I always like to say pain is inevitable, right? 
And even with my parents out there, it's like, I hear it all the time. Like, I just, I just want to make sure my kids are okay. And I laugh and I go, they're, you're, they're not going to be okay. <laughs> like, it's just not a possibility. Expect that your kids are going to have complaints about their childhood, about your parenting, about, and, and that's natural and normal. You're going to do your best and they're still going to have some kind of issues. Uh, so give yourself a break in advance. And it's not the goal to protect people from their pain. It's to love them through it, period. Yes. I can't stop the train from coming. And most of the time, people ask me this all the time with hypnosis, like, can you get rid of this? And I'm like, I could, but I won't because I don't believe it would serve you or help you. And there are just some pains that we have to feel, that we have to go through. And then there's other things that we just kind of don't, you know, like if you bite your nails, yeah, let's just ditch that. Let's get rid of that. Or you have some ugly habit that you don't like, we can totally get rid of that. But trauma, trauma needs to be processed, it needs to be treated, it needs to be healed, and it needs to be loved. And I would not take the shortcut because I don't believe it serves. So it's not, the idea is uh, to get past pain as soon as possible even. I think sometimes it's to sit in it. It's to sit in the pain. It's to talk to the pain. I often do the empty chair. Let's, let's have a conversation with what's going on right now, Right. What is happening? Why, why is this feeling coming and coming and coming? And what are you doing to run from it instead of just go, wow, I'm in pain and I might need to stop and heal. I need, I need to stop and listen. I might need exactly. to nurture myself or others. So letting pain not only be a teacher, but learning to kind of embrace it as part of the journey. It's not something we run from. It's not, the, it's not something we need to be ashamed of. And that includes financial pain. There is a lot of shame when it comes to finances. You know, you telling that story, that was very vulnerable. A lot of people wouldn't feel open enough to tell a personal story about their financial life because it, it's so, there's so much around it culturally and socially. Uh, so I think it's beautiful that you shared so openly and also looking at that and going, hey, you don't have anything to be ashamed of for financial pain either. That's part of the journey. There's very few people that are like, I made money, end of story. <laughs> it's, it's like, I made a little, lost a lot, made a little, lost a lot, learned, 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 picked up, got back up, all these things. And then finally, they have some form of, um, you know, longitudinal success, something that can pass down through legacy, but it rarely comes in the form of, here you go. Yep. And the, the way out, as you said, the way out is through. It's not getting past it. It's not, it, it's, it's diving deep into it, having a dialogue with it, you know, understanding some things. Uh, I understood, you know, another big thing about myself and about that period of time as well is that one of my patterns is that if something is uncomfortable and I can throw money at it to make it go away, I do. So back then when there was no money to throw at it, there was no way to advertise my way out of it or join a networking group and pay for that so that I could meet people or there was no way to throw money at this problem. 
I couldn't, you know, hire someone. I, I remember during this period of time, I was also thinking, gosh, you know, how do I, how do I pay someone on commission to do sales work for me? And maybe, maybe I could do it that way. And I even went as far as to interviewing three different people to do commissioned sales work for me. I could not throw money at the problem. So it forced me to think of, about the problem very differently, very, very differently. And then in today's consciousness, because we can always learn from, you know, how we approach problems now in business, having a problem. Okay. Yeah. I could throw money at the problem. How about we not and get creative? So it, it really is. Pain is a great teacher, not just from the time that you're in the pain, but for the future. And if you can, you know, keep notes of, of really the the teaching moments of your pain and how how it really can move you and move you forward and give you deep insight into yourself pain is actually a a beautiful thing absolutely and i i love how you said that you know i i i actually love the saying hindsight is 2020 now because of the year 2020 <laughs> <laughs> i just i find the pun just just too irresistible but hindsight really is. And I'm often suggesting, you know, don't look at the past of something to regret or beat yourself up over. Look at the past as something you can kind of digest, that you can learn about yourself, you can learn about others, you can make changes, you can make tweaks, you can try new things. You know, there's a book out there for probably anything you're struggling with. And I highly recommend you read it. You know, uh, we are totally capable of learning new things. And the older you get, you need a little bit more repetition. But so what? Listen to the same book three times. Listen to it four times. Listen to it once a month. Take good notes. But the idea is that if you want it, the information is out there. Don't be afraid to seek it. And when you're in pain, listen. Mm -hmm. Let it be that gentle guidance. Start working on that letting go as you grasp onto the new thing right? It's, it's like the monkey bars. I can't hold on to them both, the past and the future at the same time and get anywhere. At some point, I have to let go of that other bar and reach toward what I'm working on, on what I want next to get me to the other side. So it is a process of holding on and letting go. And then that swing in between, right? Moving that body, having that momentum, but taking that risk. I like it. And it's, it's like being a kid on the playground again, the monkey bars. You know, you cannot do the monkey bars if you don't let go of the bar that uh, you were just holding on to to swing forward. You can't can go all the way across a set of monkey bars. And um, I think that's a really great analogy about letting go to move forward because it, it does apply to everything. And, and ultimately, letting go can sometimes be about mourning the fallen expectation of what you expected to happen in the first place. I remember at the beginning of 2020, everyone was like, 2019 could go suck it. I hated 2019. 2019 was the worst year ever. 2020 is going to be the best year ever. Oh, I was 2020 is going to be amazing. <laughs> I know I was in that camp. I was absolutely in that camp. I'm like, I've got all these plans. I'm going to, I have a new passport. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to stamp it like crazy. I'm going to do all this. And, and you got to mourn the fallen expectation of what you expected to happen because there is a gift on the other side of that fallen expectation. Um, so I always tell people um, when they're learning manifestation, 
it's this or something better. So you can, it's okay to manifest towards something, but to manifest it and say, write down what you want, what you, how you feel now that you already have it and what's different now that you already have it. And then say this or something better and let it go. It's that attachment to the way it's supposed to look that is so absolutely and completely limiting and people pass on jobs for that reason and careers for that reason and opportunities for that reason and and all sorts of things for just what Herbert Spencer calls contempt prior to investigation. So that's our challenge for you listeners today is to lean into the pain, get curious about it, ask it questions, get to know it, and use it as the catalyst for the greatest time in your life. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. This has been Business Therapy, healing businesses from the inside out through communication and emotional intelligence. I'm Diane Di Hansen, management consultant. And I'm Christine Salvo, licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mediator and certified hypnotherapist. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a great day. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.